Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. Welcome to the second edition of the Fuel Podcast. I'm your host and the command chief here at, at Grissom Air Reserve Base, uh, Nathan Parks. Today, we've got a great show for you. Uh, our guest is going to be Master Sergeant Hansel Orozco. He's from the Grissom Chapel office. We're going to get to know him a little bit better, have a little bit of fun, talk on a personal level. And then we're also going to talk about a topic that, that both of us are passionate about, and that's resilience. And so I'm really excited about this, really excited about that, that conversation. Uh, in, as always, in the room with me is Josh, the Dreamweaver. He makes this thing happen. Uh, Josh is always uh, stepping up. And, and one of the feedback that we got from you guys on the first podcast was, hey, it sounded professional, even though I know you guys are pretty unprofessional. But that's all Josh. Josh did that uh, and, and makes it. So thank you, Josh, for that. And, and we're going to keep going. We thank you for your your inputs on the podcast. We continue wanted to get better and, and hit the topics that you want to hear about. And so reach out to us. We'll, we'll get a little bit uh, into that more on how you can reach out to us. But uh, uh, let's get started uh, right away. I want to hit a topic that um, we all just went through this extremism training. And and I know that uh, if you talked to me before we went to the extremism training, I, I was a lot like a lot of you of like, why are we doing another another training? Why do I need another set of training? And what we did was we took this training and first off, the reason why we were doing it is the, is we were, the SECDEF said we needed to do it. So uh, by all means, we're going to do it. And there was also, when we got to digging into it, there was some reasons to do it here locally. And so hopefully you took away from that training uh, how we localized it, how we, how we made it to where it fit for the Grissom Airmen. And that's what we try to do. And that's what we're going to continue to try to do is how to make that that fit to you and how to make it applicable in your life. And we talked in this training, we talked about the impermissible behaviors, uh, how to report those behaviors and, and the obligation report. And we also talked about the oath of office, uh, which, which I loved the passion that people brought with that oath of office and why they're serving. I hope that you guys saw through that training that uh, I put in there some of my own personal struggles. And I did that for a reason is some of these conversations, they have a tendency to get emotional. And usually when we start getting emotional, it's because we're looking through a lens uh, that affects us. Like a lens that we brought to the table is, is already before the training even started, I've got this preconceived idea on what this is gonna be. And so that's how I'm gonna view this whole training. And what, I'm asking you to do, and what I'm asking, and the training, most of it's over, some of you are still gonna do it, but any of this training, and even, even these podcasts that we go through is, is I'm, I'm asking us to look at this through a lens, more like a microscope, a microscope of our own life. Because I'm looking, look at my life. Stop, that, stop going into this training, and I know I've done this a million times, is I'm sitting in the middle of something, and I'm like, whether it's church, whether it's training, whether it's it, no matter what it is, is I'm like, man, I wish chief was here. This would be a great thing for him to hear. And instead of looking at, and how can I apply this to my life? So as we go through some of this stuff, we really want to drill down on us. We want to figure out where things apply to us. Um, we want to see where maybe with this extremism training, we wanted to see where you, the individual, where you saw that maybe you were drifting from that oath that you took and how those little drifts lead to big mistakes down the road. You know, and if we all do that, if we all find these little drifts and we eliminate them, we can also eliminate extremism, racism, sexism, prejudice, or any other disrespect. Because those can't live when we look at these things, uh, when we eliminate them from our lives, when we eliminate the drifts from our lives. So please walk away from that training knowing that 
we have a whole lot in common and our acceptance of our diversity of thought is what keeps us evolving. And if we join together and we stand with this oath, uh, we can create an unbeatable force. All right, as we uh, transition here uh, into the, the first guest, most of you know him. Uh, he's, he's all over this base. I see him all over. He, it's Mass Sergeant Hansel Roscoe. Uh, he's the 434th Air Refueling Wing Senior NCO of the Year. He works over in the chapel staff uh, as a religious affairs airman. Uh, the chapel was recently named by AFRC as the chapel ministry. They, they received the Presence Award for just being out there. And, and a lot of that has to do with his, his actions and what he does and the great staff that, is, that he has surrounding him over here. He's the leader of the, the sometimes subpar Gus Grissom or the, the Grissom Gas Hogs gaming team. Uh, you, you've seen him around base. He's currently single and looking, not on base, but he's, he's out there uh, looking. But please welcome uh, Master Sergeant Orozco, Han, or Hansel Orozco. So let's, uh, let's learn a little bit more about you. Um, where'd you grow up? I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, okay. uh, near, near the uh, what is it? Woodlawn Lake area. Okay. That's, uh, that, is that called Military Town USA, San Antonio, right? It, people have referred to that. I go, no, it's San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you call that home? I do. All I right. do. love it there. Um, you, your parents live there? My, uh, my, both my parents, my twin sister, and my brother live there. Uh, the rest of my family is from Nicaragua, uh, and then they moved to San Antonio, and I have a sister in Houston and one in Tennessee there. That's the whole thing. Because I know that's where the questions start going. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. You have siblings. It's, yeah, but you're a twin. Yeah, I'm a twin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was that growing up? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's like any other way. You oh, know? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so having a twin, pretty interesting. Uh, definitely found out that she was a lot prettier than I was all the time. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. People were always like, Oh, these are these are my parents are like this is our these are our twins, and and her name's uh, well I'm not gonna say her name I'm gonna say her nickname is Cell, um, and like that's that's Cell and that's Hansel and like oh my gosh she's so pretty, hi Hansel and that's it that's all I got that's all I got never got handsome nothing <laughs> yeah you know started putting lipstick on my face like I feel pretty too. which which I should probably be offended by because someone said you kind of look like me right exactly which, so probably the best compliment you've ever received not just someone like four people told yeah me that. yeah it's probably the best thing you've ever seen but anyways it is, it's uh, up there so married yeah are you married I'm not married yeah. single yeah uh, uh I, I don't know about looking uh you know but I'm I'm here yeah kids any no kids, kids. No? I have a dog dog like, yeah. some people count that I, I don't I count it's my dog yeah you know him, I take care of him. Him, her, what is him, it? Him, his name's Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, for those people that have met him, uh, they already know he's pretty great. Yeah. All right. You have any hobbies? Got a lot of hobbies. I'm single. I'm 33 and single. So, yes, I got a lot of hobbies. Yeah. What are your hobbies? Um, so, uh, I play piano. I play, uh, I love playing tennis. I grew up playing tennis. Um, skateboard a little bit. Not great. I just like riding around on a skateboard. Mm -hmm. uh, Riding on bikes, I, I game a lot, a lot of video gaming, a lot of top, uh, tabletop gaming as well. That's probably my favorite thing to do okay. is, is anything, almost anything competitive. And I do, it's a form of LARPing, okay? And oh, it's a lot right, to explain. Right. Did you, uh, you know we're recording this. Like I know you're recording it, it, which is why like, like, there's, there's such pause. Yeah, there's like four people there. that will know now that you, yeah. you are a LARPer. They're going to make fun of me. Explain to someone what LARPing is. It's, it's, it, so LARPing is live action role playing where you go to the woods and you pretend to be these uh, uh, fantasy type people or characters that you create for yeah. yourself. But I play a format of that called Dagger here where it's not... It's not magic and spells like they would do. Yeah, where the, we see the video of the guy like lightning bolt. Right, lightning yes, bolt. That, that's, that's the best YouTube video. Yeah. That that's LARPing. That's, okay. what, that, that's what LARPing is. Dagger that's where here, I picture you. Dagger here is, if you've seen those recreational uh, medieval fighting, yeah. but they use like wood and, and, and they, or was it SCA? They use wood and metal and they actually hit mm -hmm. the crap out of each other. 
So we use uh, it's it's foam constructed like pe- like cool fi- fi- fiber well fiberglass core. It does sting a little bit. Okay. Yeah, fiberglass core with swords and, and shields and arrows and spears and stuff. Right. And I love that stuff because that's one of the rules is you have to hit hard enough for the other person to feel it, right? So if you go up against someone that's like, I had barely even felt that. Like, okay, then where's my, where's my other, where's my heavier one? There you, you know, go. We if got you, a rhino hide over here. If you tune into this podcast to be educated, you just learned a whole lot about LARPing. It's that a lot you of probably, fun. Or whatever you called the second time. <laughs> Dagger. Dagger. We just call it Dag. Okay. Dag so, habit. You know, yeah. So, uh, ga- tell me about this game night. So you're you're the uh, game night coordinator for here at Grissom. If someone has no idea what what game night is, kind of explain that to them. So game night, we get together and play games. That's the simplest way I could put it. Uh, what games we play that depends on the volunteers, people that come in. They, if you want to play, uh, say a Nintendo Switch game. Like this last time I had my Nintendo Switch where we could play a Mario Party. I have my Nintendo Switch. We could play that. I also have a couple of board games that that Airman Family Readiness uh, donated to us. Donated? Botka got for us. They procured it. Uh, so we could play those board games mm-hmm. there. Uh, I had Master Sergeant Ellison bring a game called Dice Thrones that I'm hooked on right now. That was a lot of fun. So he brought that game, uh, his personal copy and we played that. That was a lot of fun. When, um, and when is it? It is Saturdays after the UTA. Uh, anytime, if you imagine, all right, well, what time exactly? Well, when does your UTA end? It's after that. Yeah. Uh, and you can go straight to, right now, the, the consistent location has been building 431. Yeah. It's the building that Aaron Family Redness is also in, along with the chaplain right office. Right across and, from EOD and yeah, COM. Right, right across from EOD and COM and the firefighters. Right. Mm-hmm. Off okay. of South Tanker. So why'd you start it? So the RTP, the Resilience Tactical Pause, talked about connectedness. And previous to that, that coming out, I, I, I just wanted to get together and play games. I love doing it. Um, and so when the RTP came out, talk about, talking about resilience and, and how connectedness is one, what is this? I'm going to say solution, maybe? A band-aid to, to what can help people become more resilient uh, it's also part of a suicide prevention mm-hmm. um a tactic so what better way to connect with folks than than games i mean it's to me it's two two birds one stone you get you get to connect with people you get to see how they are competitively because that's a whole different that's a whole different person for me too yeah um and then also you so so you build connections with folks that way get to talk and network a little bit get to know the people at your base especially you're only coming here one week in a month and on the other side of that is you build your resilience because what better teacher is there than losing? Yeah. So, so we, we've said resilience here a couple of times. Let's dig into this. Uh, what's your definition of resilience? It's your recovery from a stressful situation. I think that's my best blanket cover yeah. uh, without getting like real specific. That's, that's what resilience is to me. Yeah. And what recovery is, whatever gets you back to normal, whatever keeps you stress-free. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's similar. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and, and the kind of definition I came up to is your ability, to ba- your ability and the speed at which you bounce back to normal from a disturbance. There you go. That's a good. That's way better than how I put it. But then, but then there was another one that I looked at, and I was like, well, what about resilience in in wildlife right is if we have a forest fire out here and everything burns to the ground what's resilience look like out there and it's well in a few weeks maybe a month or so grass starts to grow right you know because the earth is resilient right it bounces back and so so i almost want to take that word normal out of there Mm -hmm. and it's you know kind of you may not go back to normal because maybe normal is what got you in that situation, right? It's, right. So New it's kind of, yeah, your, your ability to bounce back or. You know, um, that, that's interesting because one of the most, like, like with that, that thought, um, two things come to mind for me. One is um, deer, because when it comes to deer, they're one of the few animals, and I didn't do that much research to tell you what the other animals are, uh, but one of, one of the animals that have had their habitat taken away as we develop like homes and and Mm -hmm. and suburbs and things but they've multiplied more like they've 
like the number of deer. Yeah, that they continue to grow. Continues to grow. It doesn't. It doesn't go down as we take away their habitat. It continues to grow. And then the so that when you you know point point out the resilience of wildlife or, or things. yeah. Um, and the other one as it comes to the plant idea is the best grape that is used for wine is the one that grows in like really terrible conditions. Yeah, we just had I just had this conversation last night with my neighbor. He's, oh, really? He just came back from the vineyards and and yeah, yeah the great point is the the best flavor of of the those grapes and everything comes from the struggle that right. that grape had to do to survive. Right. 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 And and it's what a what a great imitator of life and the fact that you know you you see I love reading these books on on people that we just see the we see one thing, mm-hmm. right? We we see one part of their life. We don't get to see the struggle that it took for them to survive to get to that point. Right, right. So, what do you do? You think your definition and the Air Force's definition? Because remember, you did resiliency tactical pause, right? Right. And then you do we do resiliency training, and we do the right. you know uh, how many times have we all seen it on some little. Uh, social media posts or something is we we got to build resilient airmen, right? Do you right. think your definition and the Air Force definition is the same? Or what do you think the Air Force definition? Oof, I'm not uh, even going to try to to think what the Air Force definition of resilience is. Um, I, I think they want you to get back to the mission, right? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that part. My for myself, resilience is hmm. Well, besides the definition I gave you in the past, uh, I would say whatever keeps you whatever keeps you uh, stress free, um, whether it's a change of mindset um, or or doing the things that you enjoy doing. I mean, most of the time, I do like playing games, but I don't like playing video games for a long period of time. And when I start to when I start to do that, I know something's going on uh, with myself. Uh, I was doing that a lot. I'll, I'll just be open. I was doing playing, just going home and playing games. I was doing that a lot for the past couple of weeks here. Yeah. And and this past weekend, I went to a buddy of mine's wedding. Uh, a guy that that I actually met while gaming. Yeah. The first time I saw him in person was at his wedding. A friend came with me because I didn't want it to be some kind of weird situation. <laughs> I show up and I'm like, you're not the person that I thought that you were. You know, I thought yeah. you were getting married. Why are there chains on the lower yeah, yeah. Um but, uh, but it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. But after, good. it was such a good time. Uh, I won so many games, board games there uh, with, with, with them, which was great. Uh, but it was such a good time. And then here coming back, I was like, man, that's just what I needed. You know, I, I needed to, to kind of to get out of my environment real quick, come back to it. And then so yesterday and the day before that, coming back home, I started cooking again. I made some pulled pork. Sorry, I didn't bring any, sir. I know you really like the pulled pork. But Proof's in the pulled pork, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I started cooking there, started taking care of all these like little items that I just put off because I would just come home. I would just come home and game. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's yeah. phenomenal. You know, so you, you're a senior NCO. We got a lot of a lot of people that uh, were charging with this whole, hey, you need to build resilient airmen. So how do you know if an airman's resilient? Hmm. Like when when you're when you're walking around, you know, when I when I run into Josh, right. you know, and I'm like, Here, here's the dream weird man. He's got a great life, right? Right? How that's do I great. how do I know if he's resilient? Yeah. Because that's what I've been charged with. That's what the Air Force has said. Hey, right. you need to build resilient airmen. Right. Conversation. Conversation. You have yeah. to get to know your folks. And, 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 you know, don't be weird about the conversations that you have with people. You can honestly just say, I'm just trying to get to know you. You're my troop. Right. It had hit that caveat. And uh, in an appropriate way, I have to say those things. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah like, that's, that's, like, that's part of the training. Idea. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want someone to take that and, and be a weirdo about it. Um, but having a conversation, get to know, like I've gotten to know Josh. Uh, sorry. Everyone calls you Josh. I'm so used to, I'm going to call you the dream. I got to know the, the dream. dream. Yeah, the dream is. And uh, do you like that? The dream, do you prefer that? Or do you prefer Weaver? Or I Sergeant Weaver. Yeah. Sergeant the Dream Weaver. Yeah. I'm going to go with Weaver. Uh, at least, at least, you're, at least I didn't pick Basket. Yeah, know? the best. Right? That's another At least choice. I didn't do that. We're all getting off top. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Back, sorry. back to Josh. So, so how you figured that out? Like I've gotten to know Josh and, and. Even having, it, well, for one, himself telling me there was one uh, ETA 
where he's like, man, I've been working all this time. Like, I can't wait to go home and, and, and rest, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I can see it in your eyes. Like, that's not, I know what you look like normal. I know what you look like on a good day. This is not normal. Like, I'll let you go. I'll stop talking to you off and stop going off topic, you know? So that it's a definite balance there, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's certain people that they just don't want you to dig in their life. Right. right? They don't, they don't want you and that's to, okay. um, you know, dig in there and, and there's no real, uh, I know we say that a lot and I hear that a lot in training and it's like, Hey, you, you should get to know your people. So I'm the, the person I am, I've never struggled with that because I want to get to know you mm -hmm. because it's at my core, right? It, it's part of the, you talk about core values is I, I want to get to know you and I want to know how I can help you get to where you want to be. Right. right. And, you know, and, and to, to, for me to look at that and say, you know, how do I know that you're resilient? Well, yeah, it's, it's when I pass you in the hall every day and I'm like, you know, what's up, O? And you're usually like, you know, living the dream. And this day you're like, nothing. Right, right. I'll never say living the dream. I know, I don't know. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. a, it's yeah, those yeah. small things that I get to know you because I care. Right. Not because it's my job, right. not because of, you know, anything else, but because, because I care about you. And so I think for me to really know if someone is resilient, you have to care about them. Absolutely. You, and you, how do you show that care? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's a great point. It, it, otherwise, you have to rely on them to tell you. Right. Is, right. hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Right. And you've been there like, ah, I never would have guessed. Yeah. Because you wouldn't know. Yeah. And it, it's hard to do. Some people do prefer to, to keep to themselves. Some people don't enjoy sharing, and that's okay. Um, I've definitely bumped into folks like that. Part of my gig is going around getting to know people and, and talking to them. And there are some people that, that don't like having long and lengthy conversations. But I'll tell you, even those folks here recently have come into my office. The, the folks that hardly share anything about themselves have come into my office and said, you know, maybe you should stop by this area. You know, we could, we could use... Yeah. Uh, some, but it's that rapport, support, right? You know? It's that because they know you care. Right. That's why they're asking you to come by. Right. And it's, and so, you know, so that's, that's one thing is identifying, you know, is, is knowing, caring enough about the people around you where you can identify, you know, where they're maybe struggling or when they're struggling. Right. But what about, how do we teach it? How do you teach resilience? Kind of resilience. So, Besides the the RTA training that we that the Air Force provides the resilience, so that's one side, right? Yeah, that's one side. That's that's we provide these courses, and even I think you look at the extremism training that we went through. Is there was some resilience there because we're we're hearing these stories, we're seeing this, you know, the training. We're we're talking about our core values. We're 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 talking about why we serve, and so. We're, we're digging up some of these feelings of, oh, yeah, that's why I'm here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But so, so you, you take that, that training that's not provided, but you're a supervisor that's on the line or you're, a, you're, just a, you're an airman that is uh, maybe not in a leadership position. You're still charged with, with training up some resilient airmen around you and right. yourself. So how do you teach that? Oh, that's tough. I, I know people's knee-jerk reactions are, are, I'll just say, you know, suck it up or something yeah and that's for everyone out there at least someone is trying you know at least someone is trying to to take care for you in that way uh the very first thing i would say is talk to whomever right and so that would be one way uh of teaching people how how to teach resilience or how to become resilient is 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 talking it out at least uh, it doesn't have to be this powwow session but at least pointing to someone saying everything everything going okay you don't have to tell me right if you know that person's not a share but is something going on that you need to take care of now or that I need, we need to look out for at least give me a yes or no yeah um and and that's that starts right then they'll give you that answer and that's enough you're like all right yeah you, you've shared maybe you feel better maybe this will come up later you don't know but but it takes a little bit more than, than your speeches or, or sharing, well, this, this worked for me. Maybe 
maybe this will work for you because it worked for me. And maybe that, maybe that will, but not everybody is really the same. I mean, if you do your four lenses training, you find out there are four different colors, but even four lenses tells you that that's, that's like a, a what is it? A sky high, mile yeah. high look at personalities. So there, there aren't just four. And even Myers-Briggs doesn't really even break it down with all your four different letters and combinations they're in. But knowing your folks and, and, and trial and error on, on what, what each individual person is receptive to. So, you, so the resilience training is a lot like, um, you know, that, that physical training, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is what works for you and what works right. for you in diet or right. what works for you in exercise right. may not work for me. You know, right. is, you know, you, you may be a keto kind of guy and, and I may be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. vegan kind of dude, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. or, or whatnot. And I'm not, by the way, but that's okay if you are. Yeah, I like that. It, food. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's that finding what works and finding where that, that individual needs, you right. know, are. And, and man, it's resilience takes on, it's, if you really look at it, it's such a broad spectrum. Right. And it's it what, what uh, is resilient to one person, someone else, like you're saying, is like, why don't that person just suck it up? Right. And we're all built differently. Yeah. And, and um, one of the, I'll tell you something that, that wasn't me before when it comes to resilience and, and, and what I am now, uh, or what I try to be now, is, is compartmentalizing things. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's a tough one to learn, right? Because uh, I am, I will, like my emotions will... Uh, I don't want to say use the word takeover, but they'll bleed, bleed into over. yeah, bleed, bleed over. into other things. If I, if I have an argument with the dream, and then I go I go to lunch with other folks, I might be in a sour mood, and they're like, "You're a little crabby right now." I'm like, "Sorry, some other things." I've occurred. been at those lunches with you, yeah. Like when you don't get the shoe deal that you want, yeah, you and know, you're like the Nike sneakers app is like the worst thing. So you know I what? Might that, delete it. You know what that's called? That's called scarcity. The scarcity effect. Have you ever heard of that? I've not heard. So of it. scarcity effect. Think of it as. Um, so our brain and our, our emotions um, are in a certain size. Uh, like if you look at it in in IT way, it's just there's a certain bandwidth that we mm-hmm. have, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at it in like plumbing wise, then it's a certain size pipe that everything has to fit in. Right. And what the scarcity effect says is, as each of those, even if you're compartmentalizing, it still takes up space in that bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Still takes up bandwidth. So even if you're like, you know what, this is not work stuff. This is home stuff. It still takes up some of your bandwidth. It does. Right? And sooner or later, all of that bandwidth gets eaten up. Right. And so the scarcity effect is that, hey, even if you're compartmentalizing, that, that still contributes to the totality of, of how much stress you have in your life. Right. And right. so then it, that whole bleeding over piece is because you don't have any more bandwidth. Yeah. You're, ha- you're sharing bandwidth now. You're sharing bandwidth on, you know, your, your home life is now sharing the same bandwidth as your work life mm. and your, your relationship life. And your, you know, it's, it's the people that, that come in here and it's, you know, hey, the worst, the, the last thing they wanted to do was show up for a UTA because of all the stuff they have going on at their home. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you, you know, it's that day that they forget their patch or something. Right. And then, you know. Someone comes around and is like, hey, you're not wearing the right patches. You need to get that fixed. And they, they blow up and they're like, yeah, you know, you, you, didn't, you didn't even know me. Right. You didn't ask me what was going on in my life. You know, and it's that scarcity effect. I had this uh, as a very early supervisor. One of the first troops I supervised, uh, he, he kept showing up late. And, and so my chief came down and, and I think it was staff and, and said, hey, listen, I, I know you like, to talk people and, and, and you like to have fun and all that stuff, but it's time for you to be an NCL. You need to give this dude some paperwork. And so I said, all right. So I said, okay, yeah, I need, I need to toe the line. Like I'm all about standards. So I take the guy to lunch and, 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 and uh, I said, hey, what's the deal? What, what's, what's happening here? Because I, I've talked to you probably four times about showing up on time and the importance of that. And now other people are saying it. And so what's, what's happening and, and what's keeping you from showing up on time? And he said, well, you know, you know, I got three kids now. I said, yeah. And I said, yeah, this is my older two are in school. And we have the, the, the you know, one-year-old. Yeah. Well, my wife has been suffering from postpartum depression. She's suicidal. 
Mm. And he said, so I, I come to work and I go home and, and then I have to cook and get the kids ready and help with homework and, and do all those things and do laundry and clean and, and all those things. And then, you know, and then on top of that, then I got to try to help my wife through a situation that, you know, whether I think it's made up or not, I, I still have to help her through this because it's pressing right. for her. Right. And you, you've been pushing me to get that CCAF. So I'm taking online classes too. So, so I did do that. And then when I get up in the morning is the mornings are the worst for my wife. And, and that's when she's at her worst moment. So I got to make sure our kids get out the door to school. Right. And I want to make sure that the baby gets fed before I leave. Wow. And so I'm just not able to, to do all of that and make it in. So I said, hey, man, <laughs> I'm sorry. This should have been question one I asked you four times ago is what's keeping us from this? Because the scarcity effect, everything started bleeding in together. Right. 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 And, and so, and he didn't even have the capacity to ask for help at that point. Right. And so I said, hey, we're going to get you the help we need and, and stuff like that. And so, man, that, that scarcity effect is, is huge. Um, yeah, doctors would tell you as soon as, uh, if you have a pain in anything, like your joints or something, if you don't bring it up right away, like uh, having that pain already, like it's already too late. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in. You're in that. Yeah. Is there a time where your, um, your resilience has been tested uh, that you want to uh, share? Oh, that I want to share? Uh, <laughs> let's see. If I could think of one. Well, I'm sure I could. There's plenty. Um, I'll do fun ones. Uh, what I mean by fun ones, I mean like losing at a game constantly over and over, say a tournament. Like that really, that bites. That does take its toll. Like I don't like losing. Yeah. Um, and that's not to the point... I want to make this clear. <laughs> when I lose, I don't throw the control and throw a tantrum. You know, I, I, that's not what I mean by I don't like losing. That's not, that's, that's called throwing a tantrum. I just don't like to lose. And I'm like, okay. So I, and I try to think to myself, well, what, I, what do I learn from this loss? What do I need to work on? But then, then you lose again. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, well, what do I need to work on now? All right, maybe these other things. Then you, then you lose again. You're like, all right. Maybe I'll just uninstall this game, never play again. How about that? Then I never have to learn any lesson again. How about that game? You know, and you start, you start getting mad at the game or at yourself about things. Um, but never, never throwing a tantrum. But, uh, but that's, that's definitely a moment of resilience where, where things are happening that are out of your control. You're just getting beat down, right? They're just scoring another goal, and you're like, all right, well, I'll try to do this. And I'm like, why do I always feel like I'm a step behind every time? So You ever feel like that at work? Uh, yeah uh constantly actually there's always there's always something that could be done we could be improving on or something that i i may have forgotten to do yeah. um that the deadline's coming up and now i gotta scramble or something that i just procrastinated on i mean we're all human things things yeah. occur uh and that happens a lot so um, what what happens when you you you're up against those and now you, do you feel like that comes into play with your core values oh yeah yeah, especially in that with, drift we talked about yeah like, absolutely it's hard you, you know you prioritize everything and then they tell you well you got to really prioritize like minuscule like well how are we you know you, you get you get your valedictorian at school but then you get into like the cum sum laude like type of things of what priorities things take i mean you have top secret clearance but then you have what, what like like the kilo and all those yeah. like types of clearances like well so then there's even more top like that's by definition top top secret clearance is like the top but now you're telling me there's like little individual things on top of there. i think the word priority didn't become there was no plural for it uh -huh. until like the 1940s <laughs> i'm serious really yeah yeah wow so there was just a there was your priority right now your priorities yeah yeah so it, and and life i mean i think everything come everything's balanced right like so when it comes to uh, things at work and, and what what i do is is i have to make things a priority in a time scale, right? So I'm here full time. I'm AGR here. So Tuesdays I dedicate to this, right? Or and then Wednesdays are for that, and then Thursdays for going out to visit these folks, and Monday I'm gonna visit these folks. Like I, I compartmentalize it that way, and it's fluid because sometimes things come up that 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 take a priority, and then the, but the number one priority though 
above anything else is taking care of the airmen. Uh, if anyone calls me up that needs to talk about anything or, or I just visit with someone that they need to talk about something, that's, that's the priority for our office. Do you think for our, our members out there, we talked about resilience and how you talked about, you know, if, if, if you're having a pain, it's probably too late. Right. Right. So as, as an airman, maybe that's struggling out there right now. Do you think there's a time where you have to step back and say, um, I got to put, I got to put, put myself first right now. Like I need help. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, when we talk about service before self, a lot of people think it's about overworking yourself. Yeah. Um, or, or, or finishing that marathon, even though you twisted your ankle. Yeah, I don't know anything about marathon. So like halfway right. through, I'm going to say. I'm guessing. And, and yeah. you're still, yeah, I guess about halfway through, you twist your ankle. And you still run on it. And it just, it's going to just get worse and worse. I did, I did a similar thing. So playing my dagger here game, uh, I broke my thumb. I didn't immediately go to the doctor. I was like, well, I got, I got to go to work. You know, I'll just, put a, I'll just put a brace on this bad boy. You know, but one week I'll start to feel better. We're going to be all right. And, and I went to work and I couldn't, you know, utilize my thumb at all. Um, it, it wasn't until finally I was like, okay, I got to go to the doctor. I got to go to the doctor for myself now, you know, because yeah. uh, it's not healing. It's not getting any better. I can't grab anything. You know, it's my thumb. Um, and I went to the doc and he said, after, after scanning everything, he said, well, it's been like a month, so hope, we'll put you in a cast, but... Hopefully it heals. If not, we're going to have to do surgery. But you should have shown up back then. Um, and so now I think about that when it comes to taking care of myself. Like the reason I didn't go to the doctor was because I didn't want to not be at work mm -hmm. or, or, or getting the job done. But I hurt my thumb. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and if I'd have told that to anybody, they anyone would have said, well, you're an idiot. Why don't you go to the doctor immediately? Well, because I didn't want to miss work because I didn't have the funds at the time because, you know, I don't want it, like my insurance and stuff and yeah. I have to get this paperwork and then get a profile with the Air Force. But these are just the things you have to do. And that's, that's taking care of myself, but that's also for my service because if I screwed up my thumb, now I'm hurting my, now I'm hurting my service to, to the Air Force. Yeah. You know, it's, it's difficult, and, and, um, and I, I, I think you hit on a, a key point there is sometimes we're like, well, I, I'm not going to take a knee because service before self. Right. Well, important part, I think, to remember is um, about service before self is it takes a healthy you to really be effective for your service. Mm -hmm. You know, you, the airman— it, you are the weapon system. Your, your weapon system, who you are and, and what you're bringing to the table and that, that diversity of thought and the, the ideas that you're bringing, the, the energy that you're bringing, the, the pieces the, that you're bringing people back from adrift, all those things, that's what, set us up, that's what sets us apart from places like China or Russia or Iran, is we allow that. It's that senior NCO core, that NCO core, it's that officer core, it's that everybody is still them. Right. And so to really be a good spot of service for self, you have to be a healthy you mentally and physically, uh, which gives you the capability uh, to make, and, and the capacity in that scarcity effect, right? It gives you the capacity to make the, you know, those decisions in high stress, you know, a very con contested environment. And so to truly live uh, service before self, you know, it, it takes our integrity, you know, of saying when we're hurting and, right. and when we need help. And, and it takes the integrity of, of knowing, hey, our people around us and that that's, that's what we're here for. Right. But it also takes that excellence in all we do, right, with all the core mm -hmm. values to say, um, you know, hey, I, I know that we had a mission to do this weekend, mm -hmm. but this person needs a little more attention this weekend. Yeah. And, and, and so when we get that balance, uh, I think we're all better off. You know, when we get that balance of, of, of all of these 
um, we realized that resilience in an airman, the airman is the key piece to the puzzle um, when it comes to executing the mission. Right. And, and I've said it numerous times, without our airmen, we're no different than the Grissom Air Museum that's down the street. There's a bunch of planes sitting on the ramp. Yeah. And so I love how all those pieces tie together um, on resilience. What about resources? What resources would you refer an airman to uh, here at Grissom uh, of maybe that's, that's uh, struggling? Our office is uh, Chaplain. Yeah, obviously. So, uh, so one of the things I, I like to highlight when you say that is, and I'm going to interrupt you right away because because right. I think that it, I don't know that you guys advertise this a lot. I advertise it a lot. Is you know one of the great things about your office is uh, your job is not to tell anyone, right? And and actually, your job is in jeopardy if you tell anyone, right? And not in jeopardy, but lost, right? And, and the Air Force has taken great links. You know, when I first came in. They didn't take those great links. You would go to the chaplain and be like, hey, I'm having a, I feel like I may have a drinking problem. And next thing you know, you're sitting in ADAP, like, how'd I end up here? Like, right. here's the chaplain told yeah. the people, you know, and, and so that's not like that anymore. Yeah. So that's that place that you guys have that confidentiality to say, you know, we can talk to you and know that uh, the things that, hey, I'm really struggling right now with this or with whatever it may be. And, and, and you guys are sworn to that secrecy. Yeah, uh, that that's what uh, when you asked me earlier about what have I, have I been my resilience been tested. A lot of it is is, is the empathy. I mean, mm. I I want to help people. You know, yeah. so, some some folks, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's a different kind of person. Um, so I would say that when I hear a problem, I'm thinking of solutions, right? What's what's best going to solve this for this person? But sometimes people just want to vent, and that's okay. And and but I, I take, you know, uh, and I'm not saying don't burden me with this because uh, it, it's about you. It's about taking care of you. If that makes you feel better, I'm here for you for that. Uh, our, everyone in our office is. But it, it, is, it, is, it is something to, to struggle with. And, and I, I do like that about our career field. And it, it makes it tough that I, like, I can't tell anyone. And I, right. and I won't. Um, I'll do my best to brainstorm things as far, especially yeah, trying to get it, suggestions. Trying to get yeah. it, yeah. And, have and, you or, thought of the, yeah, yeah. or getting advice? And I have to go outside the outside of the base to hey, I got someone that's maybe struggling with this kind of vague scenario, mm -hmm. very vague scenario, and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm gonna go with this, and I go, thank you, and that's it. No one asks me for any other details. I just give the very minimum vague yeah. uh, uh, points, but. Yeah, we're uh, so our office. You, you can come to us, sh share with us, what have you, and 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 we'll we'll help you out as best we can. We're not the only resource. Yeah, what um, else you got? Uh, we also have Airman Family Redness is here. They're they they're a a hub for resources. Um, Man, yeah. Uh, they they know all about the military one source folks. What is it? EAP is that the ones for the our civilian folks here. Um, and just any program that Indiana offers that helps military members. Yeah, they're well, currently working really hard on the childcare issue. Yes, uh, trying yeah, to figure that are. out. And, and people have been people. That's been one topic that's been talked to me about is is the childcare stuff. Yeah, and I've and I've let them know. Hey, just so you know, I've I got another one telling me you know yeah. uh, about it. So it is, and that's gonna be, it's gonna be a real great day once we have that once we have that uh, yeah. uh, working for folks. And then we have our VPI, um, uh, which is Chrissy Shives, that can help out. Violence she's got, prevention. Yes. Mm -hmm. yep. she's, she's got a is it integrator. She's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's integrator. Um, but uh, but she's, she's got so much knowledge. You know, she, she was former enlisted herself, a right. former first sergeant. Yeah. That. Um, and I, I've, actually, I've learned a lot from her. Um, and she's given me a lot of resources and things that I could do, possibly do. Um, in the future, and as well as we have uh, Amy Little, mm -hmm. who's our Sark, and oh man, uh, let's see, uh, Major Joel Shepard, and then even our oh, who's the uh, there in the Sark office as well. And we have our EO office there that can help you guys uh, with Captain Bavaro and and team. I'll say that, uh, and then our IG and Colonel Shafero, which is not does not look like how it's spelled. 
Um, yeah. Or it does not sound like how it's spelled. Um, but he's in, in our IG office. I mean, we, we got a, not to right, mention we your, got, your uh, first sergeants, like, you know, all your our folks. operational psychologist, right? Yeah. Is, uh, is Aaron, Aaron Michael Joel. Sorry. Yeah. I was walking through, yep. the, I was walking through my yep. building. Sorry. And so, and, yeah. and it's, in my mind, I was walking through my building. Yeah, and then one of the ones that that is probably closest to every airman is you have your first sergeant, right? You know, the first line of defense, the people that we put out there, and we say, "Hey, we want you to to make sure your airmen are being resilient." Right. You know, uh, what a great resource right there in house, uh, everything, and so yeah, I work with a lot a lot of the first sergeants around here, um, talking to them and and. Getting a uh, getting a feel for what's going on in their in their squadrons and or even just making sure they're okay because yeah. their job is also to take care of folks, right? So so I think over the next year or so you're going to see more uh, on this on these topics of resilience and stuff like that, and we're going to try to break it down a little more, and we're going to have some programs and stuff out there. We're, we're looking at at uh, people sharing their own stories. There's a lot of crazy resilient stories on this base from oh. medical oh, yeah. stuff to. Uh, I talked to someone the other day that attempted suicides of of depression and and all these pieces, and so we're we're really going to try to to start sharing those things to where people can can relate to those stories, and we'll right. hear more of them. And I think together we build uh, is some resilience in just from hearing each other's stories. Oh yeah, yeah um, so a, I like a lot of the the mentality that like our ops guys have um, when it comes to taking care of your your, your wingman yeah. and the folks around you. Before they go on mission, if anyone seems off, they they have no problem saying, "Yeah, hey, you're the CRMP show." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's great." No wonder. Usually, when I'm talking about resilience, you guys seem to be like, "Yeah, you know, we're good. Like, yeah, 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 we we do that. We do this every day. We, yeah, we, we take care of it. That's great. Like, do you so really? so we're yeah. we're trying to get better. All of us get better at this, and um, so man, I, I really appreciate you taking out of time your time out of your day of of talking to people and 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 a lot of stuff that you have to do to come out here and share with us and and sharing some a little bit about you and um, I want to share one more story and uh, it, just because I I think it's appropriate for this time sure and then uh, we'll wrap this up and and while I'm sharing the story I want you to think about the section of what am I loving, right? And so we do that at the end of this is that you're gonna get to tell us, hey, what's one thing? It can be a video game, it could be whatever of what you're loving right now. It could be the weather, it could be whatever, right? Okay. And so, uh, but I wanna share this one story. So I'm, I'm gonna share my resilience story, uh, uh, one of the resilience stories that I have and uh, just to kind of paint a picture for you. Um, I just planned on Chief uh, back in 2016 I uh, just had this uh, uh, great party out of our house in Vegas and lots of friends and family had came in and everything else. And I was running a, a squadron that we, we were operating at a real high ops tempo. And we were we were chasing down some of the most evil doers out there with the, in the RPA community, uh, uh, as you, most people know it as the drone community. And you know, a lot of strikes that we were dealing with a lot of different issues and everything else, but it was a high stress, but high value job. So I get a phone call from my wife and I'm sitting in my office and, um, and she tells me that, uh, that, that she just talked to the counselor that my daughter was, was talking to and my daughter's 13 at the time. And, and the counselor informed my wife that she hotlined my daughter. So she called the state and said, this girl's not safe to be in the home. So I'm sitting in my office and I get this information. So I start to break down and because I'm like, what's this mean? And, and my wife being, um, you know, a former, uh, uh, she was in the child care industry or, you know, and, and did that. And uh, she was a foster care worker and all those things. Is she said, you know, they're going to take her from our home. And, and, and so here I am, a newly pen chief, leading a squatter. I didn't have a first sergeant. You know, it wasn't authorized one. And, and I, I'm sitting in my office and I start to cry. And I start breaking down. Somebody walks by and they just close my door. Which I appreciated. As, uh, I'm, a, I'm an emotional dude and so I appreciated that. And I, I break down and I get off the phone with her and, and I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm a failure. I failed as a parent here. You know, I got all these people that are looking up to me. I'm trying to help all these people and my family's falling apart. Cops are going to come to my house and take my daughter from me. And my daughter, like what, what's she going through? Like, how can I not fix this? 
And so all these things are running through my head. And I'm, I'm like, my, my family is falling apart. And I'm like, I need to get myself together. And I know my door is the farthest from the door to get out of the building, of course, right? I thought about going out the window. That wasn't an option. Air Force makes it where the windows don't really open anymore. So, um, so get yourself together. You got you to gotta suck it up, right? You got to walk out of here. Don't let them see you hurt. So I, I, I pull myself together and I open the door. And there's a senior airman standing there. He said, hey, chief, you got a second? We know what that means, right? Right. That guy's got something going on in his life. I got all this weighing down on me right now in my own life. I said, sure, man. I got a second. So he comes in, he sits on my couch. I sit across from him. He said, listen, um, I'm struggling really bad with life. Things are horrible. And I don't know if I can keep going. I wanted to say, I know the feeling. Say, hey, talk to me. What's, what's so bad in your life right now? He said, well, I play this game called World of Warcraft. And he said, I, I played this game for the last 10 years. And this guy's like 23, 22. And I said, okay. And he said, I play with the same people all the time. There's like eight of us. Some of them he'd never met before. Been there. In person, right? And so he says, I play with these same people all the time. Well, my cousin's one of them. My cousin and I, when we're tight, we're like brothers. And he got a girlfriend. And, and, and he, he asked if she could play with us. So she started playing. And she doesn't play the same way we play. And so I had enough the other day. And I was like, listen, I'm, we're, not, we're not changing how we're doing things just because this girl steps in here. And everybody got mad at me. And they want me to play with a different group. He's like, this is my life. This is it. And I'm sitting across from him, and he has no idea what's going on in my life. But in his world, it didn't care. Because his life was turned upside down. And I said, how bad is it? He said, chief, that's my whole life. That's all I do. I mean, he, got, he was getting paid for people to watch him game. I don't, I'm wow. not a gamer, right? Yeah. He had some Switch or Snitch or yeah, uh, Twitch. Twitch, there we go, yeah. account, right? Yeah. And so he's getting paid for people to watch him, and he's like, these people are ruining my life. So I said, hey, man, this is a big deal. But I don't know that I have the skill set to help you through this problem. Mm-hmm. or even the capacity right now. I said, can you hold on one second? So I walk out, I grab this senior master sergeant, bring him in, I said, hey man, you know about this game World of Warcraft? He's like, I've been playing this for like 15 years. He, he's getting kicked out of his group. Like there's a situation, and this guy's like, what? Hey man, are you all right? And he starts having this sympathy and empathy for this situation. And I know the, the me that's it, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to deal with my daughter's about to go into a mental health facility. Like she's going to be taken from my home at 13 years old. She's going to be taken from my home and go into this. He's, he's talking about a video game, a video game. So I get, I said, Hey, you guys got this? And senior mass sergeant said, yeah, I got this man. I said, okay, use my office. I got I to gotta get home. And I get in my car and I start driving home. And what I realize is that no matter how big or small you think your problem is, that stress is relevant. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a video game right. or if it's, a, it's your life is about to be turned upside down. Mm-hmm. If it's stress on your life, yeah. it's a problem. And it's relevant. Yeah. And That's- so I think for sometimes when we talk about this and we go to build resilience, we, we throw out these big issues because they're big issues to us. And we got to look around and, 
and and say there are things that were like you know it's like man i i really like gel pens instead of the regular pens you can be like hey suck that up right right we don't we don't have gel pens it's a pen yeah it's you but when it comes to someone saying you know something that has to deal with their life and their emotions Mm. and we have to be empathetic and sympathetic because their resilience may be tempted and and they are tried right at that moment right and i think back to people i've known that have suffered from severe depression Mm. they're way more their resilience is tested when they wake up to get out of bed right right and the fact that they're standing in front of you man they've had to have a ton of resilience probably way more than you had to have to get right in front of you absolutely and we never know those things unless we take the time to get to know people and we get to know their story and that's why we we can identify that maybe even something like a pen is is such a big deal to someone once we examine why 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 is this yeah deal like is there something i don't know you know and you never know what it ties into yeah great points man i've loved having this conversation with i always enjoy talking with you i I appreciate you being here uh josh always appreciate you you setting this up and and uh helping come up with the ideas for this and 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 your input on it so had a little moment to think about it what are you loving right now i'm digging a game called dice throne dice thrones dice of thrones Dice Throne, I think. Yeah, so good and, you can't even remember the name. Yeah, so great. So great. No, it's Dice Throne. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember it because uh, it took a while for me to realize. So this game is about you're, you're rolling dice, mm-hmm. and it's called Dice Throne, T-H-R-O-N-E, but it's a play on dice being thrown, mm. T-H. There you go. However you spell right. Throne. All right. That's, a, that's some <laughs> gaming hum- humor for all of you yeah, gamers out there. It's a good one. For the rest of us, not not... Uh, I'm taking word. I for get it. it. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. I take word for it. Uh, so for me right now, what I'm loving is, uh, man, I got I got a lot of stuff. I got a new pair of boots, but man, and that's like a walking on clouds. You know, you get a new pair of boots and you wear them every day. Well, it's great. I got Under Armour. Under Armour. I got some new okay. Armour. I went TDY and I was like, I got to buy some boots while I'm here. So I got some, but I, I would say I love the weather right now. I, I got a new Bronco, but the most thing is. I think for me, my resilience has kind of been tested with this whole move and everything that's going on and uh, trying to figure out how I best fit into the, the, you know, the Grissom and how I best serve Grissom. And so I've had to change a lot of things about me to get in here to, to get to where I feel like we can all start moving forward. And the thing that I'm loving most is, is my wife. Man, my wife has been a phenomenal support. She's made jokes when I need to, to not take myself so seriously. She's, uh, you know, made cookies when I need to eat my emotions a little bit and be like, all right, I feel better here, you know, just because of having this cookie. And it's, it's always hard for me to complain when you have nice, that warm cookie set in front of you or something. But, but just all together, you know, we still deal with some of the struggles with my daughter and just we got a uh, son that's a junior and a son that, you know, just the move and finding friends, all that stuff. Man, she's just been phenomenal. Awesome. And so uh, I'm loving those relationships. What's that? It's a different answer from Dice Throne. Yeah. But again, <laughs> it's the same thing. I also have boots and, and yeah. a truck. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but thank you for that. Yeah. So, and, and thanks for, for, for coming in here. No, thank so. you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, this is pretty awesome. I hope, uh, you know, we'll find some, uh, help you find uh, uh, another person to interview or something, yeah. you know, like there's some pretty cool peeps out there. Yeah. So in closing, let, let's talk about what we got going on here at Grissom and what's coming up. Uh, first and foremost, you may have seen the social media post in, or may have seen an email that came out that said, hey, we're one of the final bases for the running uh, uh, to bring in the KC-46. So on the horizon is the KC-46. There's going to be some site surveys, some people coming out, checking that out. What that means is it means that there may be some change uh, coming. And so let's start having those discussions. What's this mean to you? What's this mean to your shop? All of those pieces. Let's educate ourselves on the KC-46, what it brings. And 
and let's continue doing the mission we have right now, but let's start educating ourselves in case we, we have a, a shift coming up. We've always got the top three in the rising six meetings. Those people are gonna be reaching out. Top three is gonna be doing elections, this, this uh, um, UTA, as well as I believe rising six is. So those are great. There's new fitness standards that are out there. Those fitness standards are uh, on the, the public affairs website. Uh, they're also on my SharePoint. I posted those under important docs uh, stuff. It's uh, the, the new scoring is gonna be 60 points for the cardio, 20 points for sit-ups and 20 points for our uh, push-ups. No more waist measurement in the, the fitness. That's where I made all my 20. That's, uh, yeah, that's where I, that's where I can uh, max out. But uh, so those are out there. Family day, obviously October, man, get your families up for it. Get planned, be out here. We've been in these meetings. Things are going great. Um, and as always, we want to hear from you. You can email me or Josh Weaver directly. Uh, you can also go to my SharePoint page. There's a place to add comments and ask any kind of questions. Or just as we're out and about, ask someone uh, that you know talks to me and, and to get a, a subject or a topic on here or a question that you want answered. Man, we really appreciate what you guys are doing out there. Uh, there's no place that does the KC-135 mission better than Grissom, and it's because of you. And you are our, our best weapon system, and we need you to stay healthy. So talk, have a conversation about what it means to be resilient right. and, and what it means to be resilient for, for your airmen. It probably means something different. So uh, get that perspective. And thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.